the morning of May 13th, 2007, I was, as usual, running late. I'm always late. It's kind of a chronic thing. So I was rushing and brushing my teeth, packing my makeup, making sure the garbage was out because I had to catch the train home for Mother's Day weekend. I quickly glanced at my email one last time. I didn't have a fancy smartphone at the time, and I'm one of those checker-type people. And my mom had sent me a one-liner saying how excited she was to see me and how she wanted to know what I thought about the new drapes she put up in the living room. And she also wanted to show me her new business cards for her side biz. (laughs) And yes, yes, that was one line. Punctuation, not her forte. (laughs) And I didn't respond. I was going to see her in a few hours anyway. And I did. I did see her a few hours later, but she wasn't with us anymore. My mom passed away without pain, without really any knowledge of her fate on Mother's Day, 2007. Needless to say, it's an event that has shaped these past 12 years in every way possible for me. Mom and I were really close, like pretty much talk every day close. As an only child of a woman who wasn't supposed to be able to have children in the first place, I was her, quote, proudest achievement, which came with its pluses and minuses. I had an incredibly supportive, loving mother who would stop at nothing to make sure I was set up for success. But I also had a mother who relied on that success to boost her own self-esteem and add value to her perceived worth. We were very attached, and in some ways it was unhealthy. I discovered in these 12 years that the hole I felt when she died, that emptiness, the dark place, (laughs) was actually in a way an identity crisis because we were completely enmeshed. We lived for each other. I felt completely lost without her. Wait a second. This podcast is called Seek the Joy. Oh, sorry, guys. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here. I just need to give some context. So, hey, (laughs) one essential part of my seeking joy in these recent years has been therapy. Yay! (laughs) Oh, thank goodness for my therapist. I can honestly say that I know more about myself now than I ever would have if mom hadn't died and I didn't sit my ass down on that couch for so many years. While I was in therapy, I quit my fancy job that I didn't want to admit that I hated, and I went to graduate school for something I always loved but never thought I had a chance in. And it was scary, especially without mom. That's a lot of change. I I mean, the the path of self-discovery and acceptance certainly isn't an easy one, right? I had to let go of a lot of fantasies about my career, a lot of mom's old expectations and needs in order to be true to myself, but I'm so glad I did. I remember feeling 100% more grounded during my first graduate school internship than I ever did in my previous career path. So 
discovering my true authentic self, not the pressures or frameworks I had been living under for so long, brought me joy almost immediately. I felt like I was breathing deeper and I didn't even know I had been stifled. And now, almost 10 years after graduating with my master's degree and a winding road of a career, I have landed as an entrepreneur, a a boss babe, if you will, (laughs) doing something I never dreamed of doing my entire life, but also knowing that it is so me. My business is called Copper and Rise, and it's a mashup of executive coaching and fashion styling. I help people get unstuck and move forward with their life goals just by changing what they wear every day. Cool, right? Yes. (laughs) I love it because I get to facilitate positive change and self-discovery. It brings me so much joy to do that for people so that they can feel what I have felt over these last 12 years. And what's amazing is that this business has actually brought me full circle with my mom. I am able to embody her spirit with what I do for a living now. So side note, in her retirement, my mom started doing interior design as a side hustle. Hence the drapes that she wanted me to see when I got home. They were really nice, by the way. The fact is she, she was always designing interiors. She just did it for free with her friends. And that's exactly how I got started with my path towards Copper and Rise. I was helping friends organize their closets and shop with them and I was doing it for free, and I thought, I, I think I should get paid for this. <laughs> you know, it, it actually brings me a lot of joy to even say aloud that I'm like her. That I have many of her values and that we had somewhat similar paths. People say that I remind them of her, which is such a compliment. She had such a generosity of spirit and a zest for adventure. I, I will admit that it took quite some time for the sadness to flip and I felt joy with remembrance, but now that I've put the puzzle pieces together in my authentic light, I know that I'm doing the right thing. And I know she's up there rooting for me too. I love you, mom. Thanks for all the gifts you gave me. What I've learned from sharing my story is that separation allows a bigger wingspan in order to fly. As much as I loved my mom and as much as I needed her growing up in my more adult years, she wasn't able to let me go as much as I needed in order to really discover myself. Our separation, albeit (laughs) abrupt and extreme, and I don't wish that on anyone, was what I eventually needed in order to fly solo. My biggest dream is that I want to host a TV show, like um, like an Oprah type of show, not a Maury Povich, Jerry Springer type of show. <laughs> uh, I, I want to be able to genuinely inspire empower, and help facilitate authentic change at scale. 
I love connecting with people and hearing about their passions, hence interviewing guests. I love entertaining people. And I also know that I feel the most at home when I'm on stage being my most authentic self in front of the public. I know that might sound a little strange because it is nerve wracking sometimes. I definitely have some nerves. But when I'm in a performance groove, like the flow of performance, I feel truly alive. So yeah, (laughs) a TV show. Uh, Perhaps I'll just start being a podcast guest though. So thanks, Sydney. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard. And we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.